Hi guys, my Temethyl GSD gets on excellent with other dogs. However, lately off-leash dogs have ran up on us. My dog has been off and on lead and growled at him, which triggers him to react. How to best handle this sort of encounter? Um, you sort of, so Kyle, that's common. You sort of want to get the dog, move the other dog away. That's what you have to do. I mean, your average dog, not too many dogs will have an off-leash dog just run up to them and be cool with it. And I'm sure there's plenty that are. A lot of them don't. And... I look at it more of the off-leash dog owner's issue than my dog's issue, but I also have to live in reality, saying that, you know what, you also have to, like, neutralize that dog. The last thing I would want is an off-leash dog to run up to your dog and maybe growl at your dog, and your dog growls back, and you tell your dog to knock it off, which sounds a little bit weird, but it's like, well, shouldn't we be correcting the dog that's off-leash, rushing our dog? Next. Going live. <laughs> now we're live. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's Friday night. It's Friday night. We're out over here in. Where's um, the link? Did you post it? Yeah, I posted this morning. Oh, yep. got it. Actually, I think it's Leander, Texas, but seminar is, um, we're calling it Austin, even though it's not like right in Austin. Um, we're out here in Texas. It is a great night. It's fantastic. Um, um, seminar so far hasn't started, but there should be about 50 people there tomorrow. 55 people, I think. Yeah, maybe. So <laughs> that's good. Hopefully, I won't be coughing. I'm going to be coughing tonight. I apologize. Me too. Um, because, but it's boy, it's been a rough. It's been a rough couple of days. That's for sure. But we're here. Um, so welcome to the show. It's uh, the What Would Jeff Do Show. I'm Jeff. This is the wonderful Joelle. Hello. Glad to be back. And Did you guys miss me? Oh, that's right. <laughs> we were off of two shows. But you were productive as fuck in I those days. Yeah. yeah, I know. I'm really, really, really happy and casted well. Yeah, and sure um, she did. yeah, she did. She did. Didn't she did great? She did much better the second day. First day was rough. Well, yeah, she said her, her armpits were sweating <laughs> the whole show. Sorry, Cass. I had to put you out there. Yeah. So Cass, she needs it though. She does need she it. She did it. She needed it. Everybody needs to. Um, so uh, it's a Q and A show. The answers are short. They're quick. Um, I can't be as complete as I want to be. Theoretically, every question needs like a board and train response. Um, but between this and our free videos and all of our social media content that we put on all these different platforms, like 12 different posts a day minimum, and we're going to start increasing those even more, even though the algorithms say don't too. We don't care. Um, um, and Joelle is doing a great job with her team of um, social media people. So we're really, really proud of that. At least I'm really proud of that. And so I know people appreciate it. So thank you for that. Um, and then we do something called Jeff Gelman Seminars, which is what we're at this weekend. Yeah. And um, that's, a, again, a two-day seminar. The reason why I'm going to start out with those two is because those are all problem-solving. The podcast is problem-solving. The seminars is problem-solving. So you don't get the complete picture out of either of those. How to stop behaviors, how to stop behaviors. So therefore, we talk about punishment a lot. Um, um, how to stop an unwanted behavior through the proper application of punishment. Call it a correction. Call it a punishment. But punishment does not equal abuse. Um, so punishment is your dog does something you don't like, and then there's something you do about it. That's not abusive. Abusive is just literally, for the hell of it, being being abusive. Um, um, and then there's the training center. And the training center is, I would say, when people need to understand what we really do is 95% of our day is reward-based because we're training dogs, all kinds of great stuff. But there's that 5% that we have to tell them, you know what, you're not supposed to do that. Or... Once they're trained and we want them to get better at it, it's like, well, no, that was incorrect. 
Um, so that's it. And then there's something called Top Chat. People always want to know about that because sometimes Joel will say, oh, Super Chat, Top Chat. There's, at, the, at the bottom of your screen where you type in your question, there's a little dollar sign. And what YouTube has done is they've done that for content creators they are putting up lots of free content. They said, hey, if anybody wants to start throwing cash to your content creator's account, you can just to show your appreciation. But what we also do is YouTube is is highlighted those folks right away. So we answer those questions immediately. But you do not have to pay to play. We go through as many questions as we can. Some weeks we, do, we don't get through them all, though, because... I'll go on a rant, so um, all depends on, and I never know how that's going to happen. It's an unscripted show. So, Joelle, here we go. Here we go. Pity the puppy. Hi, Jeff and Joelle. Maybe Cass. Just us. Yeah. Hello. Yep. It's Jeff and Joelle tonight. Uh, David Smith says good evening. Hey, David. Ruby J. Hey, from <coughs> Hey. Get your shit together. <coughs> I'm so sorry. I feel like I have a cough coming up. Oh, my too. God. Michelle Anderson. Good evening, Jeff and Joelle. Hope travel is going well. It's going great. Productive day. It's really productive. We actually got a lot done. Mm -hmm. We a lot that we just finished. I really did. I got a lot done. I know you did. And I, was, I squeezed the nap in. Woo! That's right. <laughs> and we'll be up tomorrow at four a.m. going to the gym. Yep. So, uh, so good stuff. But thank you. Yep. Jose, hey Jeff, I have a five-month-old GSD male. He's trained to use the bathroom outside, but for some reason, when he goes to the door to go out, he tinkles. He could just be laying down, and as soon as I say bathroom and put leash on to get to the door, he tinkles. Any suggestion to stop this from happening? Stop saying bathroom. Yeah. That could be the cue. Um, also, um, just make it more methodical. Check for UTI, but I highly doubt that. It's probably behavioral, um, but stop saying bathroom. It could be also from excitement, so make sure the dog is calm. That whole process is calm. Don't ask the dog if it has to go to the bathroom. Like, what's your dog going to do? Say yes. It is. It's pissing. So it's obviously saying yes. So instead, just be like, leash on, go, do the routine. Next. David Smith. Been using playground equipment for confidence building. Awesome. And That's I really a great like idea. so far. Yeah. Doing great. Still acting like a teenager at times. 18 months. Have a great trip. Yeah, I mean. What's his three until acts like a teenager? I mean, hopefully your dog acts like a teenager till it's dead. True story. But, but. There's a time and a place. And hopefully all of us never let that part die in us either, right? True story. But there's a time and a place. There's also a time to grow up. And um, this will sound so sexist. All the fucking dudes out there, start growing up. <laughs> I don't know. Is that sexist or is that, well, yeah. Context. Context. Just start growing up, guys. Um, Next. Barista boy. Hi, Jeff and Joelle. I had my dog playing on this 100-foot leash in our big backyard today, and when bringing him back in, took him off and had him wait at the door, threshold procedure. I walked inside, and doo -doo -doo. then when I called him in after, he took off after his ball in the grass and ran into the neighbor's yard. <laughs> he understands that boundary. Then I said, ride, to get him to come to me, and he ran over to the garage and wouldn't let me grab him. So your dog's playing a game with you. So Hold on. Meanwhile, someone was walking by with their dog, and he took off to him. And with friendly, cars going by, how could I handle it better? Don't take off the leash. <laughs> don't take off the leash. You answered your own question. Like, I think the first two, <laughs> two words were, I took off the leash. Don't take off the leash. Next. Um, Pity the puppy. In your opinion, should I be obligated to neuter my bulldog if the breeder I got him from is threatening to take legal action if I fail to do so? I've had him for almost a year, and I'm having second thoughts about getting him fixed, but I fear I'll be sued if I don't. Um, is there ever been a case where that's actually held up in court? If your breeder wants, first of all, your breeder's an asshole. Um, second of all, 
if your breeder wants to spend their time, their money on suing you over that, more power to them. That's on them, not on you. I highly doubt, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a contract lawyer, but I would tell your breeder to go fuck themselves and block your breeder from your phone and your social media and your email. And if even if you can even go as far as if you want to say is, if you ever contact me again, I will call my lawyer for harassment if you want to play the fucking litigious game. Um, but I would call them on their bullshit and say, fuck you. Next. Violin is forever. My 10-month-old GSD was a service dog in training. Recently, he's developed reactivity and aggressive response to dogs he doesn't know. Yep. Prong pops and e-collar have done nothing. Yep. E-collar riles him up more. Yep. Okay, so service dog in training. That's why dogs under a year old can't be service dogs because they're not fully developed yet and you have no idea what's going to come out, um, even though they are. Um, what I would do is is there's a lot of different ways you can stop reactivity. Number one, um, I don't know how well your dog's general overall state of mind and obedience is. And I don't care if it knows 50 commands. We have dogs that know 50 commands, but they bite people. So they don't know the don't bite people command, which is the important one. So it's more about what's the dog's state of mind? Is the dog able to be calm? Is the dog able to deal with lots of stress? So it's common that a 10-month-old dog starts developing leash reactivity. Whether it's a service dog in training or not, it's very common. No matter how well a dog behaved up until then, it's a very common time. Timing of your correction has a lot to do with it. Also, most people call something a correction, but it's the farthest thing from it because they're underwhelming their dog. In fact, you just put a thing up, I think, on today. today on most people that correct their dog are underwhelming it. They go to one of my seminars and they learn how to properly do it, which I think I get a lot of shit from, not from the people at the seminar. It's so funny. People at the seminar go, wow, thank you so much. But people that look from the outside in go, you're, a, you're, 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 being, you're, you're so mean. It's like, because you're not struggling with it. Right. Well, you are struggling with it, but you're not, you don't know, you obviously don't want to know how it's done properly. They're waiting for that magic button. Right, exactly. So um, you might be underwhelming your dog next. Melissa, good evening, Jeff and Joelle and everyone in the chat. Hey, Melissa. Hey, Melissa, how are you? I love my pit bull, says, hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Tabitha says, hey, guys. Hello. Janine says, hey. Hey. Um, Turks, hello, guys. Hello. Kayla. Hey, Jeff, hope you're all doing good. Have a nine-month-old border collie, resource guarding issues. Got yes. something in his mouth earlier and bit me. What would you recommend? So teach your dog the out command. We have a video on that, and that's done with a remote collar. Um, uh, and what it does is it pretty much any – it's used for all – it's technically anything in its mouth, it, it, it spits it out. It teaches the dog also when you do it the way we teach it. It teaches the dog to drop something on command. It teaches the dog to back away and disengage mentally on command and eventually even without a command. And then also the out command can be taught to literally get your dog to like get out, like get out of here. So I would teach out and I've got a free video on YouTube on that. Next. CR Cincy. Hey. Jeff, the video of you reading What to Do with an Idea to Angelo, absolutely just amazing. Say one more time. What was the beginning of that? The video of you reading What to Do with an Idea to Angelo oh, oh, oh. absolutely just amazing. Oh, wow. Your explanation of nourishment really resonated with me at the moment. Had oh. a great time listening with my dogs in a downstay, of course. You oh. rock, man. Oh, thank you so much. Nice. I think that's an old post, too. Older. Yeah, I, yeah, I read to him every day. I homeschool him. So 
He comes to work every day. I just heard. I just no, heard. Don't, don't <laughs> tell him the air. He's going to see it and then be mad at me. I just heard when I have to run an errand really quick, like, I'll leave him there sometimes um, because I've got, number one, he can hang out and just hang out. And also there's a staff member that, like, will say it's no big deal and we'd probably need him anyway for something. But I heard he acts a little bit differently when I'm not there. Just like dogs do. And, and, Way different. And it sounds like we're going to have an interesting conversation when I get back. So... He knows what he can get away with. Yeah, him. I know. But he's, We're all the fun aunts and uncles at work. But, but he's, he's like, if you are, <laughs> we don't give a shit what you do. <laughs> he's going to find out really quick that that's going to stop real quick. So, Kristen. Uh, hey, J&J. Madison, Wisconsin here and ready to learn. Awesome. Holding on Wisconsin's in the house. Thank you for posting the spatial pressure video. Went straight out, pulled some dogs, worked it, and boom. I'm so appreciative of you sharing it with yeah, us. Yeah, thanks, Ashley. Yeah, that's good. We're going to make a bunch more of those, too. Yeah. Because um, that actually helps with your heel, believe it or not. It helps with a lot of stuff. Scattered Storm. Jeff, I'll buy you a bagel if you give me Rocky. If anyone's getting Rocky, I'm first in line. But he has to go home to his family. First of all. But in like the 5.05% chance, I'm taking him. Okay, so first of all, Rocky has a home. <laughs> He's so, so, good. so Gretchen, you're being disrespectful to his owner. Okay, <laughs> you're threatening to like take someone's dog. Yeah. Okay. So number one, he has a wonderful family. He does. A wonderful home. We were just talking about Rocky today. There's a there's a recall video of him up today. This dog is happy to work. He's having a lot of fun, and people see that he's on a remote collar, by the way, too. Sure is. And then you see other dogs that are like look miserable. And I think people have to understand that, number one, the owners, they got this dog and they immediately started doing, like, all the right stuff. But even if you did that, you can still have a messed up dog because there's something called genetics. And I don't, think enough is, I don't think enough is talked about that. There are just dogs that are just prone to, like, a lot of nervousness and fear. Um, or, through, unfortunately, through owners' misinformation, it's instilled in them and reinforced. So... This is just a dog that we were able to get green and start shaping, and it's been an incredible journey. Next. It's so nice when you get to <coughs> um, David Smith, casted great. I always miss Joelle, but she did great. Yes. Kyle. Hi, guys. My Temethyl GSD gets on excellent with other dogs. However, lately, off-leash dogs have ran up on us. Fuck. My dog has been off and on lead and growled at him, which triggers him to react. How to best handle this sort of encounter? Um, you sort of, so Kyle, that's common. You sort of want to get the dog, move the other dog away. That's what you have to do. I mean, your average dog, not too many dogs will have an off-leash dog just run up to them and be cool with it. And I'm sure there's plenty that are. A lot of them don't. And I look at it more of the off-leash dog owner's issue than my dog's issue. But I also have to live in reality saying that, you know what, you also have to like neutralize that dog. The last thing I would want is an off-leash dog to run up to your dog and maybe growl at your dog and your dog growls back and you tell your dog to knock it off, which sounds a little bit weird, but it's like, well, shouldn't we be correcting the dog that's off leash, rushing our dog? Next. I love my pit bull. Yep. Kess did a great job. It's nice to have Joelle back. Yes, it is. She did do a great job. Yep, she does. Um, scattered storm. How do I get a double down calmness when teaching a sit stay? Third time today trying to teach it. Not sure what to reinforce and correct. He whines and shifts. I'm teaching a sit stay. A lot of dogs whine in the beginning because. But hold on though. But you want? Oh wait, you want double, double down calmness whine. in a sit stay. Oh, so you want to keep? So you want your dog to be? Your dog's probably not going to be as calm in a sit stay. So 
because it's not as a calming of a. I mean, I can sleep sitting up. Yeah, they're not going to sleep. They're always going to be kind of looking around. So they're always like on. They're always on. So your dog, if your dog whines, which I think your dog is prone to whining, if you're going to get that whining. So more repetitions. Um, you can start correcting for whining, but you have to be careful. You got to find that magic number on the remote that doesn't it's get your dog. Make him default right. Into a down. But also, the dog keeps shifting. That's your type A bullshit coming out again, Gretchen. So watch that next. Um, Levi, hey, J&J. I asked last podcast about using an RC car for play, and you said, if I don't mind an OCD dog, what about the RC car's OCD? I don't get it. What's the like question? Like chasing, like chasing a remote control car. Yeah. Um, that would make Wes crazy real quick. So I think I don't want to come quite compare it to – the light pen, the laser pens, which are really bad to use on dogs. They love it, trust me. But it gets dogs to start freaking out. Not every dog. I've seen a lot of dogs freak out over ceiling fan-like patterns, like underneath the ceiling fan, and if there's light and the different shadows and moving shadows that it makes, dogs getting freaking out and neurotic over shadows and definitely light reflections coming in. And sometimes like on a watch, they'll like go nuts over that. Um, if you've had a good on-off switch, I guess I guess it all depends on your training skill and if you know how to turn your dog off. So I know I just said if you want an OCD dog, and I just shut it off there. So let me go a little bit deeper because it's sort of like, what's that one game that they have where they um, lure coursing? Mm -hmm. So theoretically, it's like does lure coursing make your dog OCD? No, but if you have a good on-off switch and you can give it a command, then you'll be fine. I don't want the act of a fast-moving car to then all of a sudden make your dog just chase it. What I would do is do both. Give your dog a command to go chase it, if that's what you want to do, or and make sure your dog can also watch a RC car, which is a remote control car, I imagine, what you're talking about, go by without, without chasing it. If you're doing it to tire your dog out, there's other ways to tire your dog out that are that are more controlled. But if it works for you, go ahead. I'm just giving you information that I've seen from the past where folks have done things to tire their dogs out because they can never calm their dogs down. And I'm like, well, this isn't a shaming thing. You did reinforce and train it. So, because you didn't spend enough time teaching your dog calmness. Next. Melissa... Um, info about Jeff seminar dates and locations are available here. Awesome. Put the link up. Put the link up. Um, and, and by the way, folks, there I guess there was a snafu on Spotify. So a they could, our, a lot of our um, our latest podcasts weren't being updated. So we're on Spotify, SoundCloud. We're on like what what other things did I tell we're on like twenty different social iTunes. I, well, iTunes is common. I love um, iHeartRadio. We're on Google platforms. We're on so many different um, podcasting platforms now yeah. so um thank you um janine listening to you guys help me keep my focus with training my two young german shepherds awesome um kaylee j good evening jeff and joelle hey kaylee janine says take vitamin c get a whole glass of don't worry i've been taking lots of stuff anything that he's supposed to be doing let me drink tea with honey i you're such a liar i'm taking i'm doing a lot of stuff and vitamin c alone won't help me so don't worry i'm, I'm taking care of myself Kaylee J, meal prepping for my dog while I watch. Excited for the show. Awesome. 
Levi, have your dogs always been raw fed and do you ever fast them or feed less if they have a less active day? So I feed, I feed them the same amount of food all the time, two pounds a day. They have only been on raw for the last three years. And, with, and yes, I fast them once in a while, maybe once a week, maybe once a month. All depends. Maybe when I just forget to feed them. That was a joke, um, sort of. Um, no, I don't forget to feed my dogs. Um, and then um, less active day, no, that doesn't work. I don't do that. I mean, it's like they, they eat the way – they just eat the same next. Mm, I can't read this name because it's Japanese. They say, hello, happy holidays. Happy holidays to you. Kyle. Is I'm, it a Jewish holiday? No, but I mean Thanksgiving's only – Oh, got it. Um, Kyle says, I'm sure he's just trying to protect us, but it is worried when he's off leash. Um, correct and correct. Yes. Next. You go, what should I do when my dog barks, growls in an exam room, even with a muzzle on? Um, well, first of all, leave the exam room. So you're talking about at the vet, right? Just, just leave the, let the vets deal with it. Let them deal with it. I don't think you can correct your dog in front of a vet. Just like, here you go, vet. Here's the leash. Goodbye, dog. Next. Bronwyn, hi, Joelle, missed you. Missed you, missed too. Missed you, too. She's talking to me. I don't think your name's Joelle. Next. Rachel. Sorry to take away all your thunder. Hi, Dave. Your glory. Just wanted to say thank you for all the amazing free training support. It makes me bummed about how much money we wasted on purely positive trainers before we knew better, who not only didn't help, but also made some of the problems worse. Just say thank you because they said J&J &J on that one. You can do whatever you want. Thanks. So couple of things. Number one, positive trainers have a lot of good information, but they have a lot of incorrect information and they also do give out wrong information. But so do balanced trainers. Every command that we have trained, that we train a dog is trained with a positive training philosophy. We reward dogs for obedience. That's how we train. We clicker train dogs. The problem is if somebody doesn't believe in correction, you're only getting half the story. You'll never stop an unwanted behavior. And they also come up with some pretty creative, interesting things that do make things worse. A good example is the dog's on the couch and growls and you throw food on the ground to get it off the couch. Or the dog grows. So what you're doing is you've just trained a couch protecting dog. So that's like, that's a good example. Um, the dog won't drop a ball and then you like present it with something better or higher value. What is that? HVT, higher value treat or HVR, higher value reward. They even have an acronym for it. Oh, I don't know. You know what I mean? I stay away from acronyms. Yeah, the I know. So, except for come on, come on command, cock. What, yeah. a, what about if the ball is the highest value? West right. Ball for but I'm, what I'm saying is though, it's like you've just trained a dog to like guard balls mm -hmm. and wait for something better. So, it's the wrong philosophy. Next. You just said that come on command is cock. When do we ever use that acronym? You do all that. No, you said you stay away from all acronyms, and I'm like, no, you don't. You stay away. <laughs> I will pull out a football right now. So a quad football. Twenty. You know you're good at math. You're gonna help. You're gonna help Dad flow with his math. Jeff, how hard is it to find a place to rent like yours or any train board where dogs do go pee and poo, and how to get landlord on board with a potty and noise? What are typical stumbling blocks? Well, there should be no noise. As far as potty, just, I mean, there's also zoning. You have a zoning issue. So you got, 
So if uh, you wouldn't want to get the landlord on board, the landlord should be open to it. So I, don't, I would never want to convince a landlord that they should rent to me because I'm a dog training facility because it's always going to be, there's going to be some sort of restriction then. Or the first incident, the dog, you know, I mean, well, if you have a leash, you have a lease though. So, um, but there's, a, there's, there's existing places that you can already rent. There's landlords that would be happy to rent to you. There's like outdoor spaces that with like commercial spaces that have got like industrial areas, which is most dog training. A lot of dog training facilities are in industrial areas where dogs barking if the dog was, um, um, the dog was to bark. Um, it's not the biggest noise there because they've got like, you know, construction equipment going all day. Next. Janine, it's so true. Grow up. Cool. Talking about men who oh. need to grow up. Yes. Sophia, hi, J&J. Jeff, you mentioned that you don't use the pet convincer as much anymore. Correct. Do you no longer recommend it? Thank you for all the No, I recommend it. I, I recommend it. Absolutely. If it works, this thing, if it works for you, keep doing it next. Janine gave a $9.99 top chat. Oh, thanks. No question. Oh. Um, Levi, what is the best end result of out? When we walk and heal and I say out, they take off only about 10 to 12 feet and lie down. What's the question then? I don't know. What is the best end result of out? Well, depends what your what the context is. What did you train out to do? So when we walk in here and we say out, we don't that so you're doing a send out. So we don't that's we we, we actually we actually don't train that. Out meaning move away from me as we, we have a lot of we have a lot of dogs that will if say a couple is trying to hug each other, the dog comes tries to come between them, you say out and it moves the dog away. If, say, kids are on the floor, you're on the floor reading a book or playing a board game or doing something, and your dog comes by you and you say, out, the dog moves away. So it, it all depends on what you want. So I don't know what you want. So I, you, the best result in that context, I don't know what it would be. The best result for a food, a resource garden would be it stops resource gardening. Next. Terps. Hey, j and I have a great Dane who barks at anyone who comes into the house. What can I do? The easiest thing is a remote, a remote collar. Say no and correct the dog. Make, make, how do you stop a dog from barking at people coming in the house? Make that suck. It's as simple as that. Guys, it is as simple as making a behavior suck to stop it. That's how you stop unwanted behaviors. How you get more of a behavior is you either ignore it. That's a reward. Self-gratifying. Or... You um, uh, uh, or you or you reward it. That's how you get more of something. To get less of something, you apply a punisher. You make it you make it bad. Um, you make it suck. So um, your dog won't be afraid of people. Then your dog will understand there's a consequence to barking. So if I was a bank robber and I got arrested for robbing a bank, I wouldn't be afraid of robbing banks. I wouldn't be afraid of money. I wouldn't be afraid of tile floor. I wouldn't be afraid of big buildings. I wouldn't be afraid of tile people behind counters. I wouldn't be, be afraid of like the red carpet that I was arrested on. I would be hopefully afraid of robbing banks. So next. Raw. Hi guys. See you tomorrow. Thanks for all the content. Awesome. See you tomorrow. Cat. Cool. Hey there. Became a Patreon today and binged like 50 videos so far. Haha. Ha. I do have a question. Yes. My one-year-old Akita Malmix behaves good for me, but if I hand him to anyone else, and walk away. He doesn't listen. Correct. He usually screams and tries to follow me. Yes. He does the screaming thing as well if I leave him in my yard and walk down the street or around the corner. Separation anxiety. Yes. So we have even more videos on um, 
Thank you for joining Patreon. We have more, even more videos on our YouTube channel and um, on other social media platforms. We are putting some exclusive content on Patreon, though. Um, so your dog has separation anxiety. But as far as your dog not listening to people as well as you, number one, they, don't, they might not know how to work your dog, right? You know, they might not know how to work any dog, but they might not know how to work your dog. Your dog, um, it's one years old, number one. So um, your dog might not be as trained as you think. Um, they might not have the leash handling skills. Um, dogs are dogs are prone to behave better with their primary handler, which is probably you. But the screaming is the biggest concern right there to me. You have to teach your dog to shut up when you like walk away. Next. Michelle, most breeders I know sell a pet dog for one price and a breeding dog for a higher price. Papered registered dog breeders. Right. What's the question? So papered and registered doesn't mean shit, just to let everybody know that. So the AKC, so registering your dog with at the AKC doesn't mean shit. That doesn't mean the dog is a good dog at all. It, it doesn't at all. Because um, <clears throat> that's just a form you fill out. So your average puppy mill, and this is not a puppy mill thing, and I'm not like this anti-puppy mill thing. It's like, most people's dogs that they love came from a puppy mill. So be careful about how much you hate them. And I don't think that like large-scale breeding facilities, I'm, sh I'm sure, and I've seen the videos, a lot of them, it's like, well, let's address that issue, but not the actual concept um, of supply and demand. So, but the paper thing doesn't mean, I'm not quite sure where this... It was about the bulldog saying like, oh, she, they're trying to force her to like... Oh, right, right. So it's like, that doesn't, that, again, again, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Like, but again, don't take legal advice from a dog trainer. Next. Kathleen. Hi, guys. Looking forward to the pack walk tomorrow. Max has his purple parka, so he'll be ready for pack walks as long as you're having them. Enjoy the warm weather the next couple of weeks. Yes. So, I mean, it's freezing cold out here in Texas right now. Very cold. Um, number two, pack walks should be going on through the end of November. The tickets are, it's free, but you still have to purchase like a spot. Just so, I think there's, number one, it's liability, plus we also know who's showing up. Next. Music, crafts, and canines. I've got a two-year lab mix and two 14-month-old Roddies. Training Jesus is going Christ. well enough, and they play great in the yard together. The lab is good, good wherever. How should I introduce the puppies to the outside world? <laughs> 14 weeks or 14 months? 14 months. You should have already done that. Um, so at 14 months old, um, do one at a time and just start taking them to places. Um, if they're 14 weeks old, number one, and you have two of them, I would think about, like, do you really want to be careful about having two dogs from the same litter, same, same age? Because you, you might have a bunch of different issues. Raising one dog is hard enough. If they're 14 months old... Um, it's too late now, but you wouldn't want to expose them to the outside world way earlier. But that's if they are 14 months old and you haven't, what's done is done. So then what you do is do one dog at a time. And I don't know how good their training is as far as like, can they walk on a proper heel? Start, but start exposing them to as many environmentals as possible. Next. Melissa said, Kat, thanks for joining Patreon and posted the link to your Patreon. Next. Pity the puppy. Joelle, are you also a personal trainer? I am. She is. Good dog coaching and pet care. Working with Golden Retriever, whose fur is long and thick. Just started leash and prong, but when I transitioned to the remote, 
I'm sure I'll be using thick fur contact coins, but wonder if you ever shave or trim fur to get better contact. Yes. Do you need to use the contact coins? Both. Twice? Both. So the winged ones, well, all three, I guess. So all three yeah. things, yes. Fit is important. So pretty much, I mean, when we when we ever talk about shaving a dog, that doesn't mean we're like shaving down to the skin. All you're doing is thinning out two areas of the dog, which are, are not even noticeable because they've got so much we fur. We put it on that great pier. Yeah. Um, it's funny. It's like whenever I talk about like an aggressive dog lunging at me and I've got to choke it out, very rarely do I have to like, it's I'm not unconscious, but it's just the act of like moving your arm out. It's called the self-preservation mood. Um, move. So whenever we talk about that, that's what that is. And shaving a dog down, all you're doing is just trimming it, trimming the hair. Next. Yeah. David Smith, when I train down, recall, etc. with leash off, um, he's thinking it's playtime. E-collar is my first try tomorrow, but I want your advice. The leash, he knows me, is work mode. So what I want you to do is layer the remote collar with the leash work. A lot of people take off the leash too early in training. So role play, role play. Yeah, role play, train, Train, train with leash and remote, and then make the leash sort of invisible, even though it's lying on the ground, the dog still knows it's on, and make sure that you can get the dog to a um, understand that work is work. Next. Kim, if someone is not a professional trainer but wants to be, is seven days of T3 enough to say you're a professional trainer and begin training people's dogs for money? So, no, it's not. T3 is a great head start. Um, I would even say somebody going to a six-month university doesn't make you a professional trainer. Technically, you're always learning, but T3 is, is it's 50% training, 50% everything else you need to know. In fact, even if you weren't a dog trainer, going to T3 will change your life. Um, but there's no one-week anything that can make someone a professional dog trainer. What... But anybody can say they're a professional dog trainer, and that doesn't mean it's wrong. Um, I'm actually against, like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big advocate of let the market decide when it comes to dog training. Because your next door neighbor could train your dog, and they could be a dentist, and they can be a good, you know, people train their own hunting dogs all the time, and people train their own dogs all the time to do great stuff, and they're not professional dog trainers. We're not talking about rocket science here. We're talking about dogs. Um, but no, T3, we, like, we don't even give you a certificate. It's like, because it's, I don't believe in those. I, I don't believe that training is ever over, ever. I've been training for 15 years, and I'm still learning stuff. Um, did I do a good job one week, two week, three week, one month into training? Yeah. Do I do a better job now? Of course. Just like any other job that you'll ever, ever do in your life. All dog trainers historically get better if they're always looking to learn. And I'm always looking to learn. Just because I do a podcast and make videos, that doesn't mean I'm not also learning as well when I'm not doing that. Um, so I hope that answers your question. But no one-week thing will do it. Where you can work, And you don't have to go to T3 and you don't have to go to a six-month. I, I can't say how many people have gone to a six-month course, they come out and they still can't work with dogs properly because they haven't worked them in the real world. And there's a ton of people out there that have never been to formal training and can work dogs great because, number one, they're using common sense. Yeah. Next. Key component. Next. Yep. Brittany, my dog's going for his CGC test in a week. We've worked so hard, but he freaks out when I leave him with someone. I can't even turn my back without him howling and throwing a fit. How can I stop this? 
I really want him to pass because we have worked so hard on his reactivity, and I know that he will pass everything except supervised separation. What's it for? CGC. Well, <clears throat> I would talk to your CGC. Well, number one, a remote collar will help shut your dog up. But number two, the CGC, like, why is that important to you? I'm not dissing it, but why is it important to you? What are you doing it for your ego? Are you doing it to prove that you've been working hard? Isn't can can you not create internal happiness? Do you need a piece of paper or a test or someone else to validate your work? Is this the finish of your training? Is this the goal? Because the CGC, which is Canine Good Citizen, I, I'm not don't think it's a bad thing. But I think it's a false sense of that your dog actually knows stuff. The bigger issue is, can you turn your back on your dog and your dog shut up? Let's forget about the CGC. Remote collar, no, correct. Next. Pity the puppy. Both of my dogs heal well by themselves, but when I walk them together, shit gets crazy. How do I improve this, or should I continue to walk them solo? No, because that takes twice as much time. What you're going to do is you're going to start your dog walk out, really much firmly where you're going to just go cut the shit and start it out with literally making sure these dogs are calm and next to you and in the right state of mind. Leave the front door, do another check-in. Great. We're on course. Excuse me. Start walking and then, excuse me again. Um, start walking. I'm really trying to fight back a cough here. Start walking in and just literally just most people, you're probably underwhelming your dog. Probably underwhelming your dog on your corrections next. Just cough. Your eyes are watering. Okay. Just cough. Just do it. Kim, how many T3 sessions will you have in 2020 other than the one in February? Historically, three. But we're running out of time. <laughs> it's getting harder and harder for Sean, myself, and Tori to get together. So we actually had a conflict with the last one. So the, there should be at least a minimum of two. One in February is the one in Chatsworth, and there's one in Providence. Next. Bob, the RC car idea, wouldn't the spinning wheels be dangerous when a dog catches it and hurt its mouth? Also, wouldn't the dog destroy the guy's toy? I imagine, I don't know, I didn't, you'd have to ask the guy, Bob, but I imagine the dog's not catching it. It's, you know, next. Kyle, after commenting about his recall relapse, I've, do I've doubled down and really focused on it the past week. And I say he's pretty much back to how he was. As per your advice, I told him to cut the shit. Yeah, uh, good. I can't even begin to explain how grateful I am for your free content. He's now almost 11 months. I've been on your stream since he was eight weeks. And only God knows how I've managed without you. Kyle, number one, thank you so much for the kind words. I really appreciate it. Kyle. Number two, kudos to you for doing all the hard work. Mm -hmm. I was just talking to our um, Paul, our awesome host. We're staying at his house while we're out here in Texas. And like... People are doing, um, I don't know why I brought that up. Well, because probably something we were talking about before. I don't think I was in here for that conversation. Um, maybe just about people doing the hard work and putting content out or I don't know. But, but you know, you're doing all the hard work. So kudos to you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Next. Ruby, just wanted to say thank you for all your videos. I'm forever getting compliments on how well I trained my Border Collie Malamute. And I wouldn't have helped without... It wouldn't have helped without videos like this. Also, no current problems with her. Thanks to you awesome. guys. Awesome. We love watching these chats for ideas in the future if any problems arise. Cool. Thanks, guys. Cool. Awesome. Super proud of you. For all the folks out there that are even okay, so like even if your dog is not the way you want, 
but you're making improvement, it's because you're working hard. So kudos to all of you. I really, really want to make sure that folks understand, like, I love this. I mean, I, I mean, here we are exhausted and sick, both of us, and we're about to do a seminar, but we still want to do this because I just appreciate you guys so much. So that's, we will keep putting out more more free content. Next. Magnus, hope you guys, hey guys, hope you're doing good. Love all the content. Yes, things are going fantastic. Life is really, really good. Things are going great. Um, after Austin, we go to Hawaii, Maui, Hawaii. For a nice, Maui. I'm sorry, Oahu. Did Maui. I say Maui? Maui? Oahu. We're talking about Maui today, I think. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oahu. Um, is your friend on Maui or Oahu? Friends on Oahu. My friend. You showed a picture of me. Oh, Amber. She's on Oahu. Okay. We're talking about. Um, we're talking about Maui whale watching. Oh, that's what it was. That's yeah. for, yeah, the inlet. Yeah. Um, got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, so, yes, but things are going great. Well, life is good. Next. Levi, remote control car isn't to tire him out. Awesome. I like to change it up for both of us. We practice a lot of on-off. Awesome. Pole. He does good, and I correct if he breaks down. Awesome. Cool. And there's Kyle, and um, and then just make sure you're just doing calm as well, teaching calmness as well. So awesome job, buddy. Awesome. Proud of you, Levi. Bronwyn, I just got a new client with a super sweet golden retriever puppy. He's already crate trained, so that's great. Yep. I would like to give her some good starting points for things to help her and her dog live. 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 Live their best lives. What would your number one thing to tell a new puppy owner to work on? Um, I would, the big thing is just like consistency. Consistency, routine, um, structure. Um, you know, obviously obedience training, but, but I think the biggest thing is consistency. And also make sure you have a healthy balance between reward and correct any nonsense that creeps up. Next. Atmospheric. My dog walks fine on leash until there's another dog. Correct. She gets excited, starts pulling, whining, barking, and lunging. How do I stop this? She gets excited to run other dogs in general. Right. So, which is common. Um, dogs are, they, they do, historically, they'll do fine. I mean, some dogs just pull all the time, but even a dog that walks well gets worse around certain environmentals, dogs being one of the big triggers. Um, number one, are you using a prong collar? Um, if you touch your dog... Have you corrected the first sign of arousal? Arousal is when the dog first starts getting excited. You want to know and you want to correct that. We have a bunch of different techniques and training protocols that we use. We do everything from, um, we do a 180 move, which I've got a video on. We do spatial pressure, which I have a video on. We do um, uh, front heel tap, back heel tap. We do remote collar heel. Um, we, you know, there's so spatial many different pressure. spatial pressure. There's so many different protocols that you can do. Next. Ten dollar top chat from Music Crafts and Canine. My bad. Roddy's are fourteen weeks old. Heal well, sit down, and oh. okay too. Same protocol. Okay, so fourteen weeks old. Okay, so what you so be be prepared for a life of a good hard year of a lot of stress. Um, so massive amounts of structure in these dogs' lives. So at 14 weeks old, what I want you to start doing is start introducing environmentals to them separately, though, because we don't want them to become, I don't want to use the word bonded, but dependent on each other for each other's confidence. We want them to be confident on their own. That's why it's really hard to get dogs together. We usually don't recommend it, but what's done is done. Um, so what I want you to do is uh, make sure environmentals can be everything, different textures on their feet, different sounds. Different, um, all different environmentals and situations. So you, start, you can start at the home. Start with like little obstacle courses. 
walking on different surfaces. So everything from like walking on carpet, grass, both wet and dry, sand, rocky surfaces, um, those blue tarps that crinkle, um, climbing up, down, over, through things. Um, you know, it's so many different things you can start um, encouraging them to start doing. Next. Sid, hi, J&J. Two GSDs here for six days. They were wired upon arrival and with leadership handling turned around in three days. Owners were blown away by their calmness when they came for pickup. Thank you. Awesome. And then obviously make sure the biggest thing is, is teaching a human how you got there and what to do. Next. Kyle, also I'm really looking forward to your UK seminars. I'm right in between Scotland and Manchester, so I'll be at one of them. Good. If you want to come to both, come to both. Melissa? I think we might have had a joint ticket last time. Makes sense. Yeah, I think we had a joint ticket. It's When you're in Europe, it's so easy, so easy. to get between. Maybe I'll offer a joint ticket for both of them as well. Yeah. Again, next. Melissa, I've been singing your praises after the last Providence seminar. As a result, two of my friends have started using prong, e-collar, bonker. Both said it instantly changed their dog's bad behavior. Awesome. So, Melissa, thank you so much um, for, first of all, I'm glad that this seminar motivated you to do that. Thank you so much for spreading the word. I think it's more powerful when owners share their stories than when from dog trainers do um, because sometimes people will think, oh, the owners, the dog trainers only motivated. I'm motivated by money. That's why I'm putting out all this information. Well, I'm actually motivated by just helping people. And I think when it comes from a person, it's like, oh, you're just trying to help me. So I think that's important. Um, next. Terp says thank you. Mario, I'm just stopping to say hello. Have a great weekend. Oh, hey, thanks, Mario. Emily, you say dogs shouldn't meet on leash, so how do you socialize a dog having issues learning to be around other dogs? So that's, um, there's a lot of, new, never on a leash, number one, because that, that, that historically will turn bad. Not all the time. Many people can say, no, my dog's met dogs on leash and it was fine. I get. But if it doesn't go fine, it's a fucking shit show, and leashes can become tangled with the dogs and tangled around the humans, and Humans or dogs are injured. Like, that's what we see. That's our world. Socializing a dog, I don't know you. I don't know your skill set. I don't know your dog. I don't know your dog's skill set. And then I don't know the dogs they're meeting. So I can't give you how to do it because there are so many variables. Historically, though, you would do it in a very controlled environment with dogs that you know. Um, but I need to know more about your dog. And then also, who are these dogs that it's meeting? And... When you see somebody walking down the street, someone could say their dog is friendly, but it's like, that's great, but your dog is pulling towards me, and my dog is thinking that that's a threat, or my dog is pulling towards you, and my and your dog is thinking it's a threat. So just the streets of your city, the streets of where you live, with your two dogs on a leash, meeting each other, sometimes doesn't go good. But meanwhile, as I drive around and walk around the world, because I travel the world doing seminars, I see dogs meeting on leash all the time, and they do fine. But they won't hire me for that. So I've got to give I've got to give out the advice. Like how many people text and drive and don't get into accidents? Okay, but we know texting and driving is dangerous, and it's actually illegal in a lot of places now. So you're always gonna have people that text and drive, and you know don't get into trouble. Like so back when I used to drink. I was arrested for DUI. So I've been sober for over 30 years. So I was arrested for DUI. Um, how many people drink and drive and are never arrested? Tons. 
it's still a horrific thing to do is to drink and drive. So the advice is don't drink and drive. Um, and many people get arrested multiple times and they still do it. So I think I need to know way more context. I know I went on a little rampage there, but the advice that I give out, some people will be like, oh, that's, that's not true. It's like, maybe not for you, but for the people that are struggling, yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. So it's almost like saying, I don't know. So my brother is allergic to, I think he might be allergic to chicken. So I'd be like, oh, if you want to stay healthy, Mike, eat chicken. He'd be like, Jeff, I'll actually probably end up dying if I eat chicken. So that would be bad advice for him. I'm like, geez, I lost weight eating chicken. He'll die if he eats chicken. Do you know what I mean? It's like if somebody's got like a peanut allergy. Yeah. It's like, like, you know, peanuts are great. It's like, no, actually my throat will swell, swell yeah. shut and I'll die. Yeah. It's like, no, peanuts aren't great for that person. So my advice is based on the bad things that happen next. Things bugging me in this whole show. What thing? Uh, what was it? Like a hair like sticking right out of your shirt. Like a dog hair. Well, thank God you're not fucking, hair. my hair on my head's not freaking you out. Grace, well, I shed a lot with this hair too, so no judgment. Shed? I shed a lot, yeah. Like my hair's always all over the place. I know it is. Like everywhere. <laughs> Grace, my service dog and I worked on proofing, picking up dropped items. We were around a few barking, lunging dogs, and he was successful at staying on task. Awesome. Three weeks ago, that would have been too much. So very, very proud. Awesome. Yeah. Good. And keep... So first of all, kudos to you, because that means you've been working hard, and so is your dog. Next. Michelle. Hi, Jeff. How do I stop my dog from constantly resettling in the crate? We are working through separation anxiety, and we have stopped the whining, but she's constantly laying down and getting up, etc. So what I would do is you can... Um, I gave this advice out a couple of days ago on the last show. I just said take two bricks. We use these little inflatable, what do they call those? Wobble balls. The one wobble, but they're small steps, like wobble steps, I guess. Yeah. Um, fit paw, whatever. Yeah. But I you use, can do I, tennis balls too, a bunch of rows of tennis balls right. under the crate. Or two bricks on opposite sides. So the dog, the crate sort of a little bit like wobbles a little bit. So the dog, it's in their best interest to stay, stop moving around in the crate or else the crate shakes, which freaks them out a little bit. Mm -hmm. Next. Scattered Storm. By the way, thanks for the suggestion on raising my prices. Meant to do it for a while, just haven't yet, because higher prices means higher stakes. Been doing lots of planning since then, wrote up and still editing a terms of service, order forms, and a price per hour system. Okay. So, Gretchen, do me a favor. If you haven't raised your prices yet, fucking raise your prices. And she then, said she did. And then, but she said she was still working on yeah. all this other stuff. And then she threw and raised the price in there too. Mm -hmm. I just want to make sure to clarify, you actually went in and changed $80 to $120. Because then you can do all that other stuff. And you don't need to also justify why. It's because you did. That's it. That's the, there was no explanation. Also... Ban your brother. Next. Sarah, I don't train the same as you, but listen to all your podcasts. Not sure why, haha, but I have your anecdotes talking about hate has helped me through a bit of immaturity from others and helped me respect people that train differently than me. So thank you. We all have a place here and it's always wrong to attack a person or try to impact their business. Well, 
there's a lot of people that train differently than me that listen to me. And I will, but it, w the way I train has got nothing to do with listening to the show sometimes because the show is more than that. Um, a lot of people just like the show for the show. This is more than a dog training show. But a lot of people, but you, you would be surprised how similar we do train. So I would actually, I would actually disagree with you. And I would say we actually probably do train very similar. We have to put it into context though. So how do you train the sit command? We use a food and a clicker. We also can do it with leash pressure. We also can do it with a remote collar. So I can do it for that. The real question is, how do you rehab an aggressive dog? Well, there's only so many ways to do that. So first of all, and I'm not trying to challenge you or be a dick, but it's more of a big point about like, people have to really realize that the show and put it into context. That's I think what I was talking about with um, Paul, was like putting things in the context. It's like, oh my God, Jeff trains with bonkers. It's like, no, I stop certain unwanted behaviors with bonkers. So days go by at the training center where no bonker is used mm -hmm. and we work lots of dogs. I don't know the last time I've had to correct my dog on a high correction, but I use high corrections. We have to put things into context. What are we training? I think we're going to do a post on that. It's like context. Oh my gosh, that trainer uses bonkers. That, that trainer uses shock collars. What are they doing with them though? What are they training? So intro to all obedience, we do with a food and clicker. We do all positive reinforcement training. That's what we do. Yep. Yep. Hundreds of reps. Hundreds of reps. Click and treat, click and treat, click and treat, click and treat, click and treat. That's what we do. And then we go to the proofing stage. Now we start adding in corrections because that's how you proof a dog. More reward will not proof them off of things. It won't. Higher value rewards won't because there's always going to be something higher value like a rabbit or a squirrel. And maybe with that dog, it might, maybe it did work. <clears throat> but we'll work with hundreds and thousands of dogs. No, it won't. So it all depends on what people are doing. So a lot of people don't work with aggression. Therefore, they would train differently than I would. And I'm not challenging you. I'm just that, that just your comments spurred things that we've been talking about for a long time that people have to bring things into context about like, well, what are you training? We actually even started talking about um, like, is biting bad? I need context. Are you in bite sports? No, it's actually really good. And you actually want to train your dog to bite harder, quicker, stronger, and hold on longer and not let go. So biting is not bad in bite sports or protection sports. But is biting your kid bad? Yeah, it's really bad. So you'd probably, dogs get put down for that. Dogs don't get put down for biting and bite sports. So is jumping, is getting in the trash bad? No. Well, context. If your dog is an odor dog and it's sniffing for explosives, sticking its nose in the trash <coughs> is not a bad thing. If it's a family pet and it puts its nose in the trash, it's a bad thing. Context. So it's the same with like 
is the same with training. I think if people really took the time to actually understand what people actually do and then put it all into context, they would get a better picture of more of the similar things than the, the things that they disagree with. And then nice people and mature people and professional people, when they do disagree, understand that that's fine. There's a lot of people I disagree with. I remember there was a photo of me with my friend Sarah. She's a trick trainer out here in California. And they were like, oh my gosh, and she's pretty well known. She's been on TV. She's like, oh my gosh, I'm surprised you don't go out to dinner with her. I'm like, why? What is, because she trains differently than you. I'm like, so what? Who gives a shit? Can't go to dinner it's like, I'm Jewish. You think I only eat with Jews? I'm a male. You think I only eat with men? No. I tend to hang out with nice people. That's it. That's like, that's the pre-qualifier. Hmm. The color of your skin, your sexual orientation, your religion are the last on my list. Are you nice? That's all that matters. Are you nice? I really don't care what you do for a living. Are you nice? That's all that really matters. Do I want to be around you? That's all that matters. Are you a nice person? So I remember once I put a big thing about smokers. Like I was like, I can't stand smoking and <coughs> I can't stand the smell of smoke. And so it's like, I would have a hard time hanging out with a hardcore smoker yeah. because they smell like smoke. And I'm, I'm it actually, when I say the word offended, <coughs> it's like it, 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 I become ill. So it's like, no, I can't. If you wear too much perfume, I can't. Yeah. Mm, it's great. like, so I think there's got to be like, there's, yeah, I, it's, so, it's just so interesting. I just think it's so interesting how people like, it's become the norm to hate and to, and people like, like to say they don't do it, but they are doing it though sometimes. Yeah. It's like, we, 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 made, we made the comment about people bashing T3. It's like, actually, if you went there, you, you actually probably need it because just because you did that. But it's so easy to jump on hate the trains. hate trains. Yeah. It's hard to actually like be nice and do what everyone else isn't doing. Right. And to put yourself out there and open put yourself, yourself up to, there, yeah. to criticism. A lot of people won't do that. Right. They won't. They refuse to. Because they won't. And, that, and that's, that's. Like spreading positivity is like not the norm, which is like so sad. People think it's a scam. Yeah. But hate is so easy to do. Yeah. It's like, why can't yep. we just flip that? Gossip. Gossip is common. Hate is common, judgmental is common, and you work really people, and it's like it doesn't need to be. No. That needs to be flipped. Next, Darlene, my dog won't stop jumping on the wall when he hears dogs next door barking. Yep. I've already tried highest level on e collar. I would check fit. If it if you made jumping on the wall suck, it should stop. But obviously, your dog is deriving more pleasure. From the from jumping on the wall, then discomfort from a remote collar, a properly fitted remote collar. That's and I don't also know, know what brand you're using, um, but you can also say no and you can bonk. You have to make the act of jumping on the wall suck. The dog will stop next. Adelie, any trainer recommendations in the Greenville, South Carolina area? Private message me on that one next. Scattered storm. How do I teach calmness when people get high pitched upon seeing him? People don't pet, but he whines, and if they reach for him, regardless of whether or not I stop them, he loses it. Right. I stop existing. Oh, I stop existing to him. So you want to role play the hell out of that. Role play the hell out of that. So role play it with your siblings. 
So keep the dog in command, um, and then role play it, role play it, role play it. Next. Um, 499 from the Noble Dogs. How to protect yourself and still remain altruistic. Your talk about the intern really brought your mindset of give without the expectation full circle. I don't what's you have to dumb down your question for me. Dumb down his question for How me. How to protect yourself. I don't know what altruistic is. I don't know either. So altruistic. Grant. <laughs> Grant. Don't talk smart to me. Hold on, don't talk smart to me, damn it. You talked about the intern really brought your mindset of give without expectation full circle. So something you talked about with Cass on the last show, I'm assuming. I made her realize about giving without expectation. Mm -hmm. I'm more confused about how to protect yourself. What do you mean by protect yourself? What's there to protect yourself? So you protect yourself through personal growth. So in other words, are you asking how do you put yourself out there and be true to yourself and put up with all the nonsense that's going on online? That comes with personal that comes with personal growth. It also comes from not giving a shit what other people think of you. And it also comes from doing the right thing. Like, I really feel like I'm doing the right thing. Um, and I know I'm doing the right thing because I don't listen to the very small percentage, which are the loudest, but they're the very small percentage, who say I'm not. Um, so maybe Cass mentioned something. She really realizes how hard that I work, really caring and sharing and giving. And um, maybe that just hit home to her after a month with me. I don't know. I don't remember that conversation. I'm sorry, Grant. I couldn't be more thorough with that explanation. Hi. Did she ever text you back today? No. Was she supposed to? Yeah. No. What the hell, Cass? Next. Sent her message. Oh. Um, Angela, welcome to Texas. So sad I'm going to miss you guys. Oh, the camera all of a sudden went fuzzy. Ooh, ooh. That's weird. Was I moving quick? Maybe. Uh, yep, okay. There we go. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> Let me clean the lens. <laughs> Paige and Kenai. Thank you. I love Texas. I've been here many, many times. This is my first time. Is it really? I haven't had barbecue yet. I'll get sick, though, most Okay. I, you want to go out for barbecue, we can go out for barbecue. <coughs> Paige and Kenai. Best internships in YouTube videos. What would you recommend for improving training skills? I interned two years and now work professionally training, but I always want to keep learning. Well. Go to seminars. Go to seminars. Work lots of dogs, do shadows. I mean, our internship is three months, so I don't know. If, and we we pre and that's it's not set up for like we just rejected somebody from an internship. A lot of people haven't worked out properly, so it takes a very special person to intern with us. It's three months, so there's a lot of variables. It's like there's a lot of variables. Is is it the right person to do that? Um, uh, so just work lots of dogs, go to lots of seminars, learn from as many people as possible. Um, next. Kim, I have an opportunity to do an apprenticeship with another trainer. Oh, good. He'll teach me as he's training, and in the process, I'll find my dogs to train. He'll split the board and train fee 60-40 with me. Is this a good start to get into training professionally and then take that training to my boarding facility and train dogs there for customers? Yeah, I mean, even the if you... boarding facility is daycare, too. I'm currently employed there as a kennel manager. Yeah, I mean, even if you did it, not 60-40, but did it for free. Do you know I mean? I hope people realize that, like, so Cass is our is our latest intern. It's an unpaid position. She's with us for three months. Think about how much money people pay for college. 
And what do you really learn other than you get laid, get drunk, get stoned, and like, sure you learn. And I'm not talking everybody, but a fucking shitload of a lot of people. And I'm not also dissing college, but I'm saying is like, that seems to be the norm. But I think pretty soon, wouldn't it be better if you, wouldn't it be better if you paid a company to work there and really learn like life skills and then they hired you after a year? I mean, just think about that concept. And that's going to be the norm soon. Next. Mm -hmm. Like maybe not the norm soon. That's going to be more, that's going to happen soon, become more common, and then people will stop this whole college road. I mean, people are getting more and more on the like, um, what does Mike Rowe always talk about? Uh, like more hands-on work. Trades. Trades, trades jobs, more trades jobs. Two-year two-year trades jobs, earn and learn, things like that. Next. David Smith, wow, you're good luck. Two people have contacted me for training during the show. They don't know yet. They're getting it for free. Need to build a rep. Awesome. Next. Um, Kim is – actually, hold on, hold on, hold on. I already read those. Atmospheric. I have a prong, but it's too big. What's the first sign of arousal? <laughs> two, two different – atmospheric. Stick to – focus. First of all, if the prong is too big – Phil's not laughing at you at all. So the prong's too big. Prong collars come in a certain size, but the links come out. So take the links out. But if it's too big of a gauge, you can buy another gauge. So in other words, just to give everyone a frame of reference, we've never used, we don't ever need to use anything larger than a three millimeter prong collar. Mm -mm. Three millimeter is just the gauge of it. They make up to like a 425 or a 4.5. They make humongous prong collars. <laughs> like you don't need them. So... But the, the links come out. But for anything under 50, 50 pounds or for my, my metric folks, around um, 23, 22 kilos, um, you would go with under that is usually a 2.25. You can add links to those, and then you can also take links out. So that's like the prong cower. That's the prong cower question. As far as the one about, what was it? How do What's I? The first sign of arousal. The first, the first sign of arousal. Arousal, think of arousal as excitement. So think about your dog is calm and all of a sudden it gets start, it goes it gets aroused. Well, what does it first do? Usually the ears go up. It takes interest. It changes its breathing, changes its posture, and then it's then it usually like boom takes off from there. Next. Um, fourteen ninety nine top chat. Oh wait, hold on. There's two. So five dollars from Music Crafts and Canines. Yep. Thank you. I'm confident I can handle it with all your free content and knowing I've got a backup Skype session away. Awesome. Now fourteen ninety nine from the Noble Dogs. Okay. I'm worried that if I train an intern, they will immediately start competing with me and oh. before three months is up. I loved how you don't worry about that and still give without hesitation. Oh, yeah, I don't give a shit about that, Grant. But Grant, I think you've had you had a history of that with one with somebody too. You told me you mentioned that that's, that happened to you. So I don't I don't have a problem with that. If that's what somebody wants to do, let them do it. Let them do it. Let them do it. You know, or pre-screen your interns or don't do interns in your area, right? Don't do interns in your area. Sorry, I won't. You can't intern in here because you're too close to me. You know, that's fine. Or hopefully they're a good enough intern that you hire them, right? Next. Bronwyn. 
Why is it so hard to have two dogs from the same litter? I kind of understand, but what would but would love to hear more. Well, I think it's hard for having two puppies in general. Just in general. I think I should even rephrase that. It's like, but most people when they get two dogs, they usually don't get them from like, oh, <coughs> I'll take a 10-week-old dog from this breeder and a 10-week-old dog from this one. You know what I mean? It's like, usually they'll get two from the same litter. That's why we talk about two dogs from the same litter so much. But I think raising a dog is very hard. Raising two dogs is even harder. And then I think, unfortunately, a lot of folks what they don't do is they don't give them enough separation time. They become so dependent on each other that when they're separated, they end up having massive anxiety without each other, and that causes a lot of a lot of problems. Next. Ten dollar top chat from Rachel, but hey, there's th no question. Thanks, Rachel. Um, Kim, is burnout high in dog training? Seems like dealing with people who don't follow through with the training is frustrating. Um, I think burnout is. I think yeah. I think. Burnout is high lately in a lot of things because we're not putting enough emphasis on mental health, um, which I think we should put more emphasis on mental health all around. Mm -hmm. I think um, I think a lot of times people in that are in dog training are not working with the right clients because they're not human focused. So working with the wrong clients. Sure, it can be frustrating, but I think a lot of people find working with people in general frustrating. So it takes a certain person to work with people, I think, in any industry. Um, if one of the things is I hear a lot of dog trainers complaining about their clients, it's like, well, you said the word client, which means they hired you, which also means you allowed them to hire you. So... If you let them in the door, you really can't and shouldn't complain about them because you can also get rid of them. If they're if they're that difficult, then don't work with them anymore. This is a voluntary, you know, you know, transaction. So I think by putting out as much free content, by putting your information online, by um, uh, being honest as you can in videos. Um, you pre-screen a lot of folks um, and then you hopefully get the right folks to you and then you make phone, you talk to them on the phone and you make sure you let the right folks in the door. Um, and we don't do that because of we want good reviews. We do it because we want owners to win. Next. <coughs> Travis, Excuse me. adopted my Husky Shepherd mix seven months ago. I've been watching your videos for four of them. People always comment on how behaved he is, and I work 50 hours a week. It doesn't take much with the right info. Thank you. Well, thank you. Kudos to you. And that does give you, oh my gosh, excuse me, 100, 118 hours, 118 hours? Yep, 118 hours to work with your dog a week. I think that's what people have to realize. It's like 40 hours, most people work a 40-hour work week. It's like you still have 128 hours of, of day, of week to train. And even if you slept for another 40 hours, or most people sleep eight hours, so that's 56 hours, that still gives you like all this free time. Now, you don't have to always be working with your dog, but, you know, there's a lot of other things you can do. A lot of other things you can do. Next. Sid, 
Yes, Jeff, I did, and coming back with all three GSCs for training sessions. Hope to get one shy one for board and train, learning from me also. Thank you, guys. Oh, awesome. Kyle, sorry, guys, but to clarify my earlier question about when dogs approach and growl at my dog, should I correct when he reacts to them? I've corrected him on the prong when he's been unleashed, but it has been bugging me, thinking that does not deserve a correction. Well, and this is a dog that rushed him, right? Yeah. And all his dog did was growl. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't have a problem with that next. Pity the puppy. I'm currently using a prong and a remote for corrections for both of our dogs. The other two people that live with me refuse to give corrections for anything because it slow down the progress in training. Um, yes, because there's no consistency. Next. Kyle, my GC is also really bad for chewing bedding in his crate. I put a blanket in there not long ago, which he shredded, so he's back to sleeping on the crate floor. Correct. I may get hate for that, but I'd... Sooner he no slept on the crate floor than choke. No hate for me. I could do to stop him from chewing bedding when I'm not home. Yeah, so no hate for me at all. So, I mean, your dog could die. It's as simple as that. Your dog could die. So it doesn't... And people will say, oh, give it chew toys. Okay. I'm sure... Who is this person? Um, Kyle. Oh, it's Kyle. Kyle. Oh, so I'm sure, like, he's tried all this stuff. It's like if a dog destroys a bed, you know, then they don't get a bed. Mm-hmm. But a blanket, I mean, a dog could die ingesting stuff. Next. Kara, I feel that a regular schedule for my dog seems to make her predictive, and it's hard to get her in a calm state of mind when she tries to get the next thing. Amazing obedience and lots of place. Thoughts? What, what, what's the issue? She's just getting, like, she predicts it. So, like, oh, in the morning, oh, she's probably oh. predicting feeding oh, and oh. activities. Like. So, regular schedule is good. Um, predictive, though, just just use that against your dog. Like, mix things up just maybe in the moment a little bit. But a regular, but we, but a regular schedule is good because we our life is scheduled, usually. Because we all have responsibilities, or most of us do. Next. Grace. Great point about context. My service dog gets specific items off the counter for me, but he doesn't counter surf just for funsies. Yeah. And also, service dogs have, have to be corrected. Because could you imagine if your service dog just grabbed your cell phone when you didn't want it? Or your sunglasses? Or or alerted to a phone ringing if you were deaf? Do you know what I mean? It's like, or alerted to somebody at the front door. So imagine if, if or if you have a diabetic alert dog and... When you're sleeping, they get on top of you and they paw you till you get up. If your um, if your sugar levels are fluctuating dangerously, could you imagine if you were like on the nap and your dog just jumped on your chest and like you were fine? Like you'd have to correct. Like it's so important that there's context. Next, fourteen ninety nine top chat from Sarah. Tangent like me, lol. My point was thank you for your help dealing with public hate and treating people that train differently than me with respect. I am that treat trainer, but still value what you have provided me. Awesome. You did We went on a tangent with that. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. that, but that just, but that wasn't against I'm you, Sarah. Ready to kick you. That wasn't. Um, I apologize if you like that was. A, but that was more like. Usually, I go on to these tangents because somebody spurs an idea of something we've talked about. Yeah. You know, um, or it just spurs an idea in my head, which sometimes that's why I can't get through the whole show. I still think it's valuable. So, but good. So, Sarah, good. I'm glad that. Um, Again, thank you for listening to the show. Kara, how can I help my dog dial down her mind in place? She holds double down well with e-collar encouragement. 
but it just seems very stiff and she's just staring. Also escalates when walking near her. Tips? Yeah, I think... Oh, sorry. I correct for tail wagging when I walk near. I say no in e-collar correction. I've yet to get past constantly correcting. Gone up to 45. I tried role-playing it. I'm having a tough time fixing. Okay, so, you know, I think... I mean, you just have, might have a really excitable dog, number one. Um, number two, I don't know your skill set. I don't know what the rest of the day looks like with your dog. I don't know how long you've been working on this for. Um, I don't how, I mean, some dogs are um, just more are just more, you know, excited. That's why we say, we use, we, we often talk about like when we do food training, like we food train dogs, you know, and, but we also say that food can also hurt. And what I mean by that is if you have a dog and you're trying to teach it obedience, it, this goes back to context again. It's like, and you give it a food reward, but it's so over, over the top excited. It's like, I got to call me. Now I got to either not use the food or I got to correct you for your excitement because I'm trying to keep you on task. Um, or you're so excited that you broke command. It's like, geez, now I got to tell you no or else I'll have a dog that it, it thinks it's okay to break command. And I'm looking to, I mean, I'm looking for dogs to, I think every family pet could be, at least have service dog public access abilities, which means you can take them almost anywhere. You know, even a dog that's not good with dogs you should be able to like walk past dogs. So I'm not, doesn't mean it could play with every dog, but then again, dogs in public shouldn't be playing with each other, like like at an outdoor cafe. Um, so I don't know what, how long you've been working on is the big thing, next. Mm, Anelia, everyone I meet is amazed on how well behaved my two and a half year old Doberman is and get asked where I got him trained. I say it's all me with the help of Jeff. Awesome. Thank you guys for all your hard work and content. You're welcome. Thank you so much. But again, kudos to you for doing all the hard work. Next. Janine, nine-month-old dog is nervous with strangers in and out of our home. Yeah. Not nervous with dogs. I've been working her at Lowe's Home Depot. What can I do more of from now till we see you at the Florida seminar? Yeah, so different species. So a lot of dogs are like, in fact, I just put up on, um, so Angelo has his own Instagram page. By the way, it's Angelo Gelman. If anybody wants to, if anybody's on Instagram and they want to see Angelo, I'm Angelo Gelman. Um, uh, on Instagram, you can join his page. And there was a photo of him, a video of him when he was two with three of my German Shepherds and then Autumn, this feral dog. Um, and uh, Autumn got along great with dogs, but was adverse to humans. Wasn't aggressive, but just adverse. I trained her one thing. Well, she knew how to walk on a leash, so I guess two things, but pretty much how to come back on command. I just wanted her to be like, so I can take her places. But I never pet her. She wouldn't. She wouldn't allow people to approach her. Um, she wouldn't bite you, but she would just. She's just. A, she's like a, averse to humans. Um, uh, and I left her that way because it wasn't really a family pet, and she just ran with my dogs in, in the pack. Um, and she did great. So a lot of dogs are fine with dogs, but not good with people. So is it? What's the question? Is it nervous? Yeah. So the biggest thing is exposure. Just get the dog around, also nine months old, so it's going through probably a fear stage. So just get the dog around as many, to exist and around a lot of people, and then not necessarily interacting with a lot of people. I think a lot of the common approach is, no, teach it that everybody's friendly, but it's like, well, there's certain dogs, and there's certain stages of their lives, but there's also certain dogs. They're like, the act of somebody coming up in a friendly friendly way 
even with food or higher value food, the dog doesn't perceive it as friendly. But just having the dog around lots of dogs, and I'm sorry, lots of people, and in different situations, by you then just like you controlling the environment more, um, the dog gets more comfortable. Next. Mm, scattered storms. Yes, I fixed my prices first. I've raised it to $50 an hour. Clients can purchase additional hours for paintings, but I have a minimum amount. Good for you. I'm proud of you, Gretchen. Atmospheric. Don't worry. I took the links out. Haha. <laughs> Although the prong still doesn't fit. So check. I don't know what size you're using. So check. You might have to um, use a smaller gauge. Next. Scattered storm. My younger siblings are losing a lot of their dog privileges fast. Today, JM refused to cooperate with dog ownership and tried to pet radar when he broke command. Wouldn't listen when I clearly explained how unfair and confusing it is to be shocked and rewarded at the same time. We might teach Radar to completely disobey JM. He unravels a lot of my work. Yeah. You have a, you have a, you have a pretty unique situation there, Gretchen. Next. Becky Lou. Hi, J&J. Thanks for all your free content. My 11-month-old pit mix is very well behaved, and I'm having the best experience ever with this pup. Thanks awesome. to you. Awesome. We are training and learning daily. Awesome. I'm proud of you. Thank you, Becky. Rachel, oops, I forgot to type in $10 as a thanks for all the free content and to chip in for barbecue for Joel. Texas has great barbecue. It's a must-have. I'll take... I'll try it. Yeah, I'll take you out Sunday night. Cool. We'll do barbecue next. The chef's music. Jeff, you're the man, bro. I'm chiming in to say I just found your videos last night and my family has been blessed by them. Much success to you and your family, owner of our first puppy ever. Wow. That's well, so cool. So, who's that? That is The Chef's Music. The Chef's Music. So, number one, thank you so much for your kind words. Congratulations to you and your family. And um, it's going to be a journey. Get ready for a lot of work. But awesome. Proud of you. Next. Kara, can the same thing with litter mates apply to do dogs who are cared for at the same times always? We have two Danes let out together, do commands together. Individually, they're a lot of work. So, all depends on your skill set. So, I run my pack together. So I travel with three dogs. So Kira, Girl, and Tex. But individually, they do okay on their own. Um, but, you know, I put work into them. Um, I think you have to be careful, though, about, yes, if you're like, if they're always together and they're never apart. But also, there, there is a genetic component. And there's like, some dogs will do fine. Some dogs won't do fine. Like, there's many people out there that have like, oh, no. I, I got two dogs from the same litter and um, they did fine. Like, I'm, of course, there's always that. It goes back to the whole thing we talked about before about DUI and stuff like that. Um, I think sometimes dogs depend on each other for a lot of things too. Also, I've met dogs that become so dependent on each other, they actually don't give a flying fuck about humans. So, or their, their owner, next. North Paws Canine Services, four ninety nine Top Chat. Oh, thanks. No question. Just thankful for you both at the Fargo Seminar, running my business without giving an F now. Keep kicking arse, you guys. Oh, awesome. Fargo was fun. I had a good time. I had a really good time at the Fargo yeah, one. Yeah, it was a good one. It's so funny now when we... She's um, the one we put the video out about. Oh! Not, not giving a fuck. I love you. That's right. I love you. I hope you're doing okay. Yeah, that was really, really good. That was a really special moment. I'm glad it was captured on film and um i'm really i'm really proud of you yeah we we're just talking about today about like like we, we heard a train today it's so funny we travel so much now we're like we don't know where we are so i thought today i was convinced today, today was, was sunday. sunday yeah um Brittany's texting me she's like at, I'm like why are you at work 
like, you're off today. She's like, um, it's Friday. <laughs> like, oh. But we heard it. It was so funny because, like, we heard a train, like, right before the show. And they're like, where were we last that we heard a train? And it, and like, Ohio. Yeah, it's like, but it's just so funny. It's like, yeah, like, like, these little things, like, where was this? Like, where was this? Yeah. Like, where did we eat this food? Like, or when did this happen? That experience. And, which, and now I was like, you put up some videos and I kept seeing Las Vegas. It was fucking, they were from, from fucking Chicago. Yeah. It's just like, because it's like, the, for, and it's so weird because the walls are so identifiable in the Chicago show, different from the Las Vegas Flamingo um, Hotel. But it's like, I, it's, just, it's becoming one big, huge seminar. This whole year has been like, you know? yeah. But meanwhile, each seminar has got awesome memories. Yep. It's so funny how it's like they each have awesome memories with awesome people and awesome stories. Mm -hmm. But like, it's all becoming like, one big it's tour. all become one big tour. It's so great though. Um, Next. The chef's music. Also, Jeff, do you have a PayPal for donations? YouTube takes 30% of these super chat donations. Do they? Do they? I don't think they take 30%. No, I don't think they do. No, I don't. I mean, you can PayPal me money directly, but don't do that. Don't worry about that. Do it through, do it through YouTube. Do it through Top Chat. They don't take 30%. No, they don't. They shouldn't. If you do it as if you do it as friends and number one, if you do it for as friends and families through PayPal, not services, that helps you one thing. But if they take it from you, do what you want. But if they take it from me, that's fine. I don't I don't care. I mean, I don't mind YouTube taking a percentage of my money or PayPal. Um, that's that's okay. Next, Bronwyn. I've gotten two new clients in the last week just putting myself out there. I'm excited to help them and use everything you've taught me to help better their lives. Awesome. Yeah, I think it's a, I think we all should be um, giving and putting ourselves out there and helping. Everyone has a talent. Everyone can help. We need to, we need to be giving and helping more with, with no expectations of anything back sometimes. Um, but also just giving in general. There's so like all of us have a passion. Just share it. Just share it. Why? You might have to rewrite it? Yes. I have like it's gonna be a good meme dropping some fire tomorrow. I've been working on it for two days. Pretty excited. <laughs> Next. Uh, Ruben. Hi, Jeff. I have a two-year-old dog that will go up to people to smell them, which grabs their attention. But once they acknowledge her, she becomes afraid it will bark and growl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I live in New York City, so the street is small. How can I deal with Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. Oh, wait. Psych. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. Sorry. I don't want you to touch me. It's like, I'm trying to figure out if you smell good enough to bite. Right? <laughs> I have so many dogs who do that though. It's like, it's like, I'm talking to you and then you start talking. Who said you can talk to me back? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just talking to you. You can't talk to me back. Um, what I would do is, um, it, it sucks. It sucks. You just keep the dog. It, this sounds a little bit counterintuitive, but just don't let your dog do that. Which is like, well, how's the dog going to be good with people? Well, you have to have a very controlled environment to, to stop that. Um, the best thing to do is to, it, the best way to meet a dog is not meet the dog. Like, I have dogs all like, 
we, we were um, setting up the seminar, which includes it's a 30 minute process these days. We've got it just down to a science. We just pretty much bring in the food. And there was these two huge Great Danes that were leaving on the facility. And um, like they walked right by us and they didn't really interact with us. And it's like the worst thing we could have done is like try to meet them, like meet them. The best way to meet them is like just to ignore them. Um, so I don't know what they would do is if I try to engage with them. But I'm, but I'm not going to engage with them because number one, they're not my dogs. Um, and number two, it's like, I just know it's like, just like let dogs just walk by you. Um, but most people won't do that. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. So if what you've got to do is right now for now, um, stop let your dogs going up to people. Next. Kara, ideal place in the house for dog kennels. Boyfriend and I have ours in their room upstairs. Would it help with create excitement when I walk up if I move them into the living room, maybe? Um, yeah, I mean, you'd, have, you'd be able to. If they, if they have create excitement now, stopping it as soon as they get excited is going to be um, uh, the best thing. Yes, next. Mm, Ruby, I'm curious. If my dog is around a dog misbehaving frequently, will she learn bad behaviors from that dog? Thanks. Um, who did you hang out with when you were younger? Next. Kyle. Thanks, guys. I'm sick of hearing people say he needs a bed. Trying to explain that he literally eats it, so I can't. So he can't have one. It really annoys me. I mean, yeah. Tell him to get over it. It's not their freaking dog. Yeah, it's sort of like mind your own fucking business right. and don't tell me what to do and stop being rude. And I mean, that's sort of like saying let dogs be dogs. It's like, no. Do dogs need a bed? I don't know if they need a bed. Is it nice for a dog to sleep on a dog bed? Yeah. Mine choose the floor. Is it mean for them not to? No. Your dog could die next. So you're doing, you're being very loving. And dogs do sleep on the ground. Next. Kara, I've been working on place since I got her over a year ago. She does it every day from 30 minutes to even overnight on accident. Fell asleep on couch watching TV. Still was holding place and I woke up. She even places on <coughs> objects, fire hydrants, picnic tables, benches, wow. etc. We practice a lot. She's a three-year-old GSD. Maybe she won't even just maybe she won't even just be fully calmed. Maybe you're doing too much with your dog. Is that the dog that won't be calm when it like she's walking by? Yeah, maybe you're maybe I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I I I'd have to see you interact with the dog next. Jay had to actually kick a dog as my dog and I walked past the dog park. The owner wasn't upset, but the dog, but said the dog was friendly. Hated to do it, but thanks for giving me the tools to protect my dog and I. Yeah, I mean, you got to be super careful, guys. You have to be super careful about like off-leash dogs running up to you. Just, I've seen it go bad so many times. Next, <clears throat> Bronwyn, please share on Instagram all the barbecues so I can live vicariously through you. So Joelle might just take a picture of the barbecue just so she can live vicariously through the picture too. Yeah. But I think if it's so like I'm weird though, like I don't like all this all the fixins, but I'll eat chicken with barbecue sauce on it. Right, exactly. And I just don't care for like corn and you eat corn? Not really. You've I've seen I've seen corn on your salad. When we get poke bowls, you had corn. Don't you get corn on it? Yeah, it's like that's But that's corn. Right, but I don't want like a Heaping pile or corn oh. on the. Oh, it doesn't have to be. But it doesn't have to be a heaping pile. Or like, what is it? Okra. I'm not a fan of like. You don't like okra. No. You don't like okra. Mm -mm. Oh my god. I know. But you like Brussels sprouts. Mm -hmm. Well, hold yeah, on here. I was raised in. I, I grew up in the south, so like 
to me. But how? But how do you eat okra though? Prepared? How do you get it prepared? I've only ever had it like fried. So there's so many other ways to to, yeah. to do okra. I don't mind it. I just, it's just not my vegetable of choice. Favorite. Right. Right. Well, it's not my favorite either. Yeah. But I'll eat it. Right. I think Brussels. I think Brussels sprouts. I'll eat like any kind of food. Like let's be let's be real here. <laughs> Trust me, I know. We both will. But it's also a lot of it's just portion control, though. Yeah. So exactly. So you can have barbecue. You just can't have. And a- like I already told you, my mom makes the best barbecue right, sauce. Right. So I compare everything to my mom's barbecue, which like I don't even think Texas barbecue competes. Sorry if that offends anybody. You better be really Her careful. Shit is the best. Be- We're in a state where everyone has a gun. She's like one cook-offs and stuff. Like she should move down here and do some of these barbecue cook-offs. And she will and roast there, people. And there's probably people out here that would like. My mom's barbecue is like okay. not to be trifled with. Well, I want to taste. Some, I want to taste some of that barbecue. I can make it. Her, she has a secret sauce that we can't share with people who aren't in the family. Oh really? Well, I'm never going to be. In I your can family. make it for you, but I can't share the recipe. Okay, so yeah, that goes to the grave. Do you realize that somebody can actually take that and take it to a lab and they can reverse engineer it? Well, they can't because <laughs> I'm going to bottle it. <laughs> so she's too afraid. I got to. a guy. I got a guy that can actually help you with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Someone, one of my Instagram followers' husbands um, does uh, – he actually does that in Rhode Island. Yeah. He's like, I should. Break yeah. the market. Yeah. yeah definitely. Mrs. Giffords. Yep. All righty. It's 9.34. Oh, all right. It's time to go. I'm hungry. All right. All right. <laughs> On that note, guys, we didn't get through all the questions. That happens frequently. I think that's why people do tap You want a lot of rants. Hmm. Uh, we'll be on again. We're going to be on Monday night again. We'll be on Monday night, 8 p.m., Eastern Standard Time again. Um, you do realize that we have to leave at 3 in the morning. Whatever. On Monday. Cool. Times Tuesday. We get a long flight. I'll just sleep the whole time anyway. Yeah. We have, um, the, 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 we're an hour from the airport. Flight leaves at 6. So we leave at like 3 in the morning. If we leave at 3, get there at 4, check okay. in. 4.30, we have to check luggage. 5, go to the gate. It's a big airport. Yeah, 3 in the morning, 3 a.m. So, but we'll, we'll do the show. We'll do the show. Yep, we'll do an 8 o'clock show. All right, guys. So, 7 o'clock here. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. This is good. Yeah, this is good. It's Monday, so we don't have a seminar. We just have private one on ones. All right, guys. Oh, great. Start with the cough, end with the cough. Um, madly in love with all of you. Thank you so much. Um, don't forget Jeff Gelman, seminars.com, salicanine training.com, and um, love you all. Love you all. Take care. Bye bye.